Hey gang, this is Rick with Let's Level Up, and we are back with another episode of Mage Wars Mondays. Uh, we got the whole gang together, and before we get into things, I wanted to quickly just say um, your voices have been heard, and it is overwhelmingly humble for me, I think, um, to get so many emails and messages and Facebook posts and tweets um, just asking when the new episode was going to be out, and I wanted to say thank you for your patience because... It's just so awesome to know that we are creating content for you guys that uh, you really enjoy. That or you're just addicted to it and you can't stop. And if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and prolong this addiction because I don't want you to stop. You can't quit me because I can't quit you, if you know what I mean. Um, the guys are here with me as well, and I am just really excited to dive into things. So, uh, fellas, why don't you take it away? Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Scott Morris. I'm Vice President of Business Development at Arcane Wonders. Uh, and I second and third and fourth everything that Rick just said. Uh, we got back from Origins a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Aaron and I were both very humbled by the amount of people that came up and talked to us about the podcast and thanked us and, and just told us how much you guys enjoy listening to this. That was very exciting and, and one of those moments of, you like us, you really like us. <laughs> that was really cool. So. That was that was very neat to hear, and and um, you know we we do our best to to get these out. The last couple of months or weeks have been a little stressful because Aaron and I have been traveling with a lot of conventions. The summer convention season is pretty pretty challenging, um, but we do appreciate it, and uh, it's just nice to hear you guys are enjoying everything. So hi, and I'm Aaron Prosman, uh, community manager and designer here at Arcane Wonders. And uh, as much as my voice annoys myself, evidently several of you out there actually like hearing from me, so that's that was pretty flattering. Um, especially at, at Origins, I had sev like Scott said, I had several people come up and say how much they enjoyed listening to the podcast and and when the next episode was. And um, I also very much appreciate how understanding you've all been, um, Scott, Rick, and myself all have pretty crazy schedules other than this show um and this is something we do because we love it and it's something we do because um we think you guys deserve it um well you deserve better but as we're the three people who showed up um we're gonna <laughs> keep trying. um but you know we we do it because we love it and we do it because um we want you guys to have you know to have this kind of content and have this kind of show um but it's just been absolutely crazy. Um, like I was telling Scott before we started recording, um, any given week, two of us would be uh, unable to be reached for some reason at a show, um, you know, taking care of stuff at home, all sorts of things. Won't bore people with the details, but suffice it to say, we're super excited that uh, we get to record today. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we're giddy. It's funny you mentioned that about your voice, Aaron, because um, the other week I went ahead and met up with Emerson Mamatsuchi um, of Nazca Games, and I got an unbelievable amount of Facebook messages just saying, oh, my God, Emerson's voice sounds so nice. Yeah, no. Emerson could read the phone book and people <laughs> yeah. could be entertained. <laughs> and I'll tell you, no one has ever said that about myself. So uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit envious. Uh, yeah. Emerson's a great guy. We we worked with him on a couple of things, and, and I know him personally. And he's just he's a great guy. Yeah, excellent guy. 
So let's let's dive into it, guys. Let's talk about let's talk about the game we're here for, the game we love, uh, Mage Wars. What's what's on the horizons here? <laughs> the horizons are very deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've got a got a lot on the horizon. The um, you know going into this year, we knew a lot of what we wanted to do. We knew a lot of what the community wanted us to do. Um, they weren't, to be very frank, they weren't always necessary 100% aligned. So we took probably the first month, month and a half of this year to really, you know, make sure that what we were doing was best for the community for Mage Wars. Like that was our first number one concern was what, what products do we have that we want to bring out? And then what can and should we bring out that's best for the community? Um, the first thing we came out with, which we just pre-released at Origins, is uh, Battlegrounds Domination. And that was the uh, kind of the first example or first uh, experience with a different style expansion. Uh, in the past, all of our expansions have introduced mages, and this one introduces rules. So it's got a whole new rule set. Uh, how to play domination mode. Um, the idea was that it was going to take you to a new place playing the game with your spell books you already had. So while we had a lot of mages and we had a lot of options out there for players to play, it was always, I'm going to come after you and I'm going to kill you. And what this allowed you to do is allow you to not kill your opponent's mage, but win via victory points in a completely different way. And to me, one of the most fun moments in playing Battlegrounds Domination is somebody goes after points, and let's say they get like one point really quickly. All of a sudden, you as, your, as the opposing mage now have to realize, okay, am I going to race this person and I'm going to go and try and get my own points? Am I going to displace them and stop them from getting points while I get points? Or am I just going in for the kill? And I love the decisions that it gives you. And then the other aspect of it is, for example, I have a uh, Warlord spellbook that I love to play, and it uses one creature. It uses the, the Bloodcrag Minotaur, which is awesome, and it's very powerful. But in Domination, the only way you can get victory points, or what we call Batar points, is by having a creature in a zone where you control an orc. Well, the problem is if you only have a spellbook with one creature in your mage, that means the most points you're ever going to score every turn is two. So it forced you, forced me, and I think will force other players to think differently about how they create their spellbooks. And I think that was one of the more more interesting things about uh, how how Battlegrounds <laughs> kind of developed into what it is. But that was literally the first product, uh, and that just pre-released right now at Origins in June. And coming up next, uh, which I'll let Aaron talk more about because he's been intimately involved with the design of this, uh, is Mage Wars Academy, which we're pre-releasing uh, as a very special pre-release uh, at Gen Con. The actual release of Academy won't happen until probably close to late September, early October, but we wanted to do something very special for our fans at Gen Con, and we wanted to have a small pre-release party for it there. Uh, so we'll have it set up so you can we actually have it set up right now. You can pre-order online. You can pick it up at Gen Con anytime you want. Uh, you don't have to worry about waiting in line. You don't have to worry about rushing. Of course, the first place you want to come to on Thursday morning, we're not going to stop you. Um, but there's not as much stress as, you know, oh, my goodness, I'm going to miss out on Mage Wars Academy if you get there. Uh, you can just pre-order it and pick it up whenever you want. So, uh, Aaron, you want to talk a little bit about Academy and kind of the, the things that you love about it? 
Sure, sure. Uh, but the first thing I would say is you get points in domination for controlling the orbs. You don't have to have a creature in there. Um, and I know we tested that way, and that's one of the optional rules, is that the only way you get points is if you have creatures in there. However, <laughs> like you were saying, if if you only have one creature, it it's very hard to switch control of an orb to uh, to kind of get back in the swing of things. Not impossible, but difficult. Um, yeah, that's that's the way I like to play. It's kind of hardcore mode, but I like it. Uh, no, I lo that, that's we tested. I know we tested that way for at least a month, and that was super fun. Super fun. Anyway, <laughs> but as for Academy, so um, the first set of Academy here, is, the core set is uh, the Wizard and the Beastmaster. Um, and I know I've said, I've said, a, I've said this numerous times, um, but the thing I really loved about doing working on Academy was it was this opportunity to go back and give people these low-level spells to really kind of flesh out everything they can do. Um, last week we previewed Shrink, um, and had I been thinking clearly, I probably would have not started with Shrink, but I was super excited. Shrink is and awesome. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted our players <laughs> to see that just because this is Academy doesn't mean that these spells will not be useful for Arena. Um, but the 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 spells that we're going to preview, um, and I say spells only because it's two cards that are incredibly intrinsically linked, and Scott probably knows exactly what I'm planning to preview this week already. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, but there there are some bears, and uh, when you see those this week, those are those are the other end of the spectrum, whereas. Shrink feels a bit more like an arena card, um, but still, it's still simple. It's still pretty straightforward. But these guys, the the bears are going to be. It, they will totally make sense. And literally, they were the first card I saw for Academy when Brian, when yeah. Brian first came to me and said, "Hey, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to make." And I was like, well, that sounds interesting, Brian. And he's like, these are a bunch of the cards I've come up with. Literally, the, there are two bears, and those were the first two cards I saw. And I was like, I didn't know I needed these until now. But I have to have them. I have to have them. Um, and so I'm, I'm super excited about that. And that's the, that's the real beauty of Academy, is I, f I feel there's a bunch of cards in that set the 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 core set that are like I didn't realize I needed this card, but I do, and that's the that's the fun part is it gave us this opportunity to really expand on, uh, expand on the kind of uh, strategies that were already laid in place. Um, I mean it's great we so like I said we have new bears, we have new uh, all sorts of new animals. For the Beastmaster, well, the cool part is a lot of those dovetail right into cards he's had for a while. You know, like, uh, uh, what is it, Animal, and now I can't think of the name of it because my brain is dying. 
Um, and it's the day after uh, Independence Day. So, <laughs> but um, no, there's the totem where he gets a bunch of different bonuses based on the 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 animals he controls. Well, guess what? There's all sorts of oh, animal kinship. Thank you. That was gonna bother me the whole episode. Yes, there are all sorts of new low-level animals, so it makes animal kinship viable in ways that it wasn't before. Um, there are there are fantastic new enchantments. Um, it was really great to be able to work on this, just because so much of this set is is just meant to be solid. And if anyone anyone who's actually played me knows that um, at heart I'm a Johnny, to use magic terms. I love combos. <laughs> I love combos. But when it gets down to it, the things that I use most often are just solid. Um, when I was playing Heroclix, I had a friend of mine looks at my team, and the team makes no sense because none of these characters should go together. He goes, oh, it's an Aaron special. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, oh, well, they're all good characters. They're just good. They don't have to go together. They're just good. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and so that's that's Being the great part about Academy is it was this opportunity to make these kind of solid cards. Um, and I'm not saying we didn't have them before because we certainly did, but it's kind of this extra fleshing out. So, Aaron... Um, Aaron, how does how yeah. is Academy going to work? How many? What's the percentage of cards that I could use in the arena that are going to come from Academy? If you're talking cards that are playable in arena from Academy, uh, right now that's a hundred percent. Okay. If you're talking cards that are going to have a meaningful and important impact on your arena games, my guess is probably seventy-five percent. Okay. That's awesome. I was, we were really excited about how how much of this we're able to get to where it's it's impactful and they're they're useful in both formats. Because uh, that was yeah, an I, think, I was going to thing I think about the academy cards is that there's there's a very high percentage, like Aaron said, that will help people from a competitive standpoint. Um, whether you're someone who goes to you know tournaments or organized play and you want to you know, just bolster a strategy you already have or take a strategy and thinking about that you just don't feel has been uh, as powerful to take into a tournament structure, there's going to be academy cards that let you do that. But at the same time, there's also a good percentage of cards that are going to give you creative freedom as well. And if, if anyone plays Magic, or I'm sorry, Magic, see, you said Timmy, and now you got me thinking Magic. I said Johnny, but <laughs> that's okay. Oh, I'm I'm a Timmy's. I was thinking Timmy's. So, yeah, I don't know. Many said fair. that. Like, Johnny, he's Spike, right? Um, uh, when you when you play Mage Wars in a competitive environment, one of the more exciting things is that there really is the meta in that environment is really up to your players and where they are. In Magic, the metas can flow between areas. So what might be popular in South Florida could also be popular in South Carolina and North Carolina because players in that area are talking to each other online and interacting with each other. And suddenly, you know, the the top decks in Magic start to be seen in multiple areas. Right. Whereas with Mage Wars, right. while that's still capable, I mean, people can go online and still talk to each other about that, 
one of the beauties of Mage Wars is truthfully keeping your meta as close to the chest as possible. You know, if I if I put together a spell book, I don't necessarily want to tell everyone else what my spell book is. I want them to have that that moment, you know, kind of that Timmy moment of, you know, hey, I'm playing this for the fun of playing this, and I'm going to throw you on your, your backside because you have no idea what I'm about to bring out to you. And that's that's one of the things that the Academy cards let you do, is I've already, I had the opportunity at Dice Tower Con uh, a week and a half ago to sit down with players and play Academy. We had a, a prototype there, and one of them took one of the cards, and he's like, ooh, wait, so you could take this card and do this with a Druid, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, you could. We hadn't thought about that, or at least I hadn't thought about that. Yes, you could. <laughs> and it was just so cool to like see that light bulb go on for him, but then also have the light bulb go on for me, going, "Wow!" I mean, in everything we thought about, like there, there's still more out there, right? So, I think Academy is going to be phenomenal on its own. I mean, absolutely revolutionary on its own. Uh, but then combining it with Arena is just going to take it to a whole new level for players. Yeah, that sounds awesome. As a guy who's been playing for a couple of years, I'm still finding those moments of, oh man, this this could work. This could work really well. And then taking it to my local group, playing it, and either seeing it succeed greatly or seeing it fail miserably. But there's, I mean, the amount of, um, you feel so rewarded just for trying to be creative in Mage Wars when it comes to building your books. And I think that in in terms of how that meta goes, I think you're right on the money, Scott. That's that's awesome. There's two things I'd say there. One, and we've said this before, is that Mage Wars is definitely a game where the player is more important than the quote-unquote deck. We can both, and that's part of the thing that really helps, I would say, our our meta, so to speak, is that it's the player more than the, the build. Builds can be good, but uh, oftentimes it's the pilot that's more. And then also... One of the things, I had someone ask me this about Academy. They said, so how many reprints do you have in Academy? There are zero reprinted cards. Everything in Academy is new. So when you grab Academy, you're not going to get anything you've seen before. Now, they may act similar on some of them, but these are all new cards. And I think that that is a, that's another big, uh, big thing about the set. Yeah, that's awesome. Aaron, um, for those who don't know, is this going to be – how is this going to be distributed? Am I going to be able to go buy a, an Academy Core set and get a bunch of different uh, mages, or how is all that going to work? Uh, well, right now we have the Academy Core set. Um, or I should say we will have the Academy Core set. We are in process of having the Academy Core set. <laughs> um. <laughs> After that, it's our plan to work on, uh, you know, multiple mages, uh, mage expansions. And I'm sure Scott can talk more about um, the distribution side uh, of it a little, uh, than I can. Uh, um, but when we, sat, when we sat down to work on Academy, we didn't sit down and go, okay, we're building – uh, Beastmaster and a wizard. We actually sat down and said, okay, here's the four core mages. Let's go crazy. So nice. we have we have stuff that we're working on for the, the priestess. We have stuff that we're working on for the um, warlock. 
Uh, and honestly, those things are really far along. Um, partially because we were working early, early stages. We were working on a lot of this stuff simultaneous. And Scott can speak to this too, because I know that, uh, especially early on, he and I had play tested Academy a lot. Um, but, um, I can't remember Scott where is the plan individual mage packs for the remaining mages or was it two packs? Okay. Yes. So what the plan is, is that at launch, the course set will have the uh, wizard and the beast master. You'll have enough cards to make their starting spell books. And then you'll have some additional cards that you'll be able to kind of tweak in and out. Um, in addition to that, after that, we're going to have uh, individual packs. We haven't quite got a name for them yet, um, but we're working on that. So if anyone has suggestions, definitely let us know. Um, but if you're familiar with Netrunner and um, their data packs and how data packs look, uh, that's going to be the idea. The idea is that an expansion will be you know, roughly $16 or less. You'll get uh, a single mate. You'll get all of the cards needed for that mage's spellbook, plus additional cards that you can tweak in or out. So if you want to tweak them into that mage's spellbook, you could. You also get them to be able to tweak with the other mages as well. But the idea, the the Academy product line as a whole is designed for an introductory new player coming into Mage Wars. Um, while it definitely bolsters and benefits and helps the arena players that are experienced players. The thing that we want is both from a uh, barrier to entry playing the game and a barrier to entry cursing the game, we want those both to be very low. So we want new players to be able to come in and go, hey, I can get a core set for $30, and I can get this Priestess for you know, $15 or $16. We're not 100% sure how much that price is going to be yet, but that's kind of the target. So the cost will be low, the time to play the game will be low, but the strategy and the tactics are going to be high so that the experience is as best as possible. So that's kind of the plan right now. And then every year our hope is to have an additional core set um, so that we introduce, you know, two new mages and one big pack every year as well. But that's that's still yet 100% unconfirmed, but that is the plan at the moment. <laughs> cool. Cool. The other thing I, uh, yeah, like Scott said, the other thing to keep in mind is though they're the Netrunner data pack size um, and that kind of price point that we're going for, they are not going with that frequency. Because I know I've had numerous people comment on how they appreciate that our release schedule is not as demanding as some of the uh, card games like that. Um, and for me personally... I know I want to get more stuff out to the players, um, but at the same time, it's not our goal to go um, crazy and go, hey, look, here's a data pack for you to buy every month, or here's a spell pack for you to buy every month. Um, we don't want to get anyone overwhelmed, but we want to make sure you have options and uh, you know cards to grab and things to do. Well, that's great. So as far as um, as far as academy, Aaron, is there any is there anything that you could tell us now that uh, already isn't out there in, in terms of how it's playing or of what what to expect from it? 
I'm looking for that inside, that little inside access, if you know what I mean. We've we've really covered a lot of <laughs> how it's played and and that kind of stuff. You know, the past. Um, as far the the biggest thing for me is uh, when you sit down and play a game of Academy. Obviously, one of our biggest goals is that we want it to we want it to feel like Mage Wars, even though, you know, effectively we've, you know, removed the board, we've, um, you know, changed various rules and stuff, um, but we still want it to feel like Mage Wars. And I know that when 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 I sat down and I was showing people it at Dice Tower Con, people who were familiar with Mage Wars. We're like, oh, no, this all makes sense. This feels like Mage Wars. And people who were new were like, wow. Like, um, especially, it was especially good to hear that from people who were like, I didn't want to, I, I, I never wanted to get a demo of Mage Wars because I thought it was too complicated or I thought it was too long. And being able to sit there and go, bam, you've learned you know, over half of Mage Wars right here mm. in like 20 minutes. And, you know, if you want to, you can play this game forever, and we have zero problem with that. But if you want to, there's there's always more. <clears throat> and awesome. it's the, like Mage Wars is all built on options, so it's great when you can get all that stuff out there. Yeah, there's some minor differences, right? I mean, an experienced player is going to notice that. Uh, yeah. A new player is going to immediately think, okay, this is the norm. They'll have a slight adjustment when they move to Arena, but, I mean, we're talking minimal stuff. Like, for example, uh, in Arena, you track your damage taken and your damage healed, and then you also track your top-line life in terms of life gained and life lost. Whereas with uh, Academy, you just have a life total, and it drops down. So it's a little more simplified that way. Okay. Um, the spellbook points are slightly different. Um, you're obviously not going to walk into Academy with 120 point spellbook because you're at the Academy. You're learning, right? You're trying to <laughs> test your skills. You're not trying to. It's it's um, what somebody at uh, Origins said. This made me feel like I was in Harry Potter's uh, dual class, and I was like, "Well, yeah, that's that's what you want to feel like. You want to feel like you're you're that mage in that that you know moment." Um, we done. We we we've taken some little tiny things like for example somebody noticed uh when we drink as the preview this week that the uh, spell school type in the upper right hand corner now has its name underneath it um so uh if it's the arcane book it now actually has the word arcane underneath the book in the level and um we also you'll see as we um uh, kind of spoil some more things that the equipment has the same idea so the equipment, you'll see like a neck piece, and it'll say amulet, or you'll see chest piece, and it'll actually say chest piece underneath it. And those are just little things that we did, again, to make the, fami the familiarity, like, just simple for new players. So in terms of gameplay, I think Aaron's right. We've talked a lot about it. I mean, it's essentially a game where I'm playing my cards in front of me. You're playing your cards in front of you. We're trying to duel each other and knock each other's health down to, to zero 
Um, but a lot, a lot of creature and a lot of incantation and a lot, I mean, there's so much interaction happening. A lot of people think, okay, I'm just going to drop creatures and go attack my opponent. And yes, you can do that. But again, like Aaron was saying, the plane might be shaky, but the pilot might be sturdy. That that kind of thing can happen where uh, someone could have an inferior spellbook and still beat you because they're playing more strategically. There's still strategic choices. Even still considered in one zone, you still have options around when do I guard, uh, who am I going to guard with, how am I going to redirect my opponent's attacks, what kind of enchantment does he have under there, is he going to have a dodge, is he going to have a giant size? And these are cards that we haven't shown yet, so you're going to be like, well, what do those do? I want to know what those do. Um, and they're really cool. Um, in fact, I, I actually think Dodge, um, in my opinion, everything I've seen in the set, I think Dodge might be one of the cards that gets put into, becomes like an auto put into the majority of books. Um, I think Dodge is really cool. Um, so... Yeah, it, it is, and it's super cheap. People are going to look at it and go, oh, my goodness, that's so cheap. Um, so it's pretty cool, and that, that's some of the fun things that I, I see in the set. Um, the uh, uh, and In terms of, like, new things, I guess this may be a, a really good time to talk about it. Um, there is a card that is going to be in the uh, Priestess deck, or in the Priestess set, and uh, it is called the Dawnbreaker's Chosen right now. Uh, and that is just a placeholder name. Um, but it is a legendary creature. Anyone's been playing, or as you know, that legendary creatures have names. So uh, it's not the panther, it's severe, right? You know, every legendary creature has a name because hence they're legendary. Um, well, the Dawnbreaker's Chosen, this is, again, this is a card that is, is extremely, extremely powerful in Academy, but can be as powerful in Arena uh, and cross the boundary. Um, the Dunbreaker's Chosen is one that's going to come out in the Priestess set, and we're actually going to look to you, the community, to help us name it. Um, so I did this previously with a little cute little cuddly bone dragon, and we're going to do it again with Dawnbreaker's Chosen. And we're gonna we're gonna get Rick a copy of the card, which actually right now uh, the artwork is still being worked on. Um, but we're gonna get you a copy of the cards for the stats so you can see what they look like. But just to kind of run through where it is right now, it's a legendary creature. It's a level three creature. Uh, and Aaron, you jump in and correct me if I say anything wrong here right now. Um, it's uh, eleven mana to bring out, uh, one armor, eleven health. His attack bar is called the Greatsword, and it's a quick action melee attack for four dice. He's legendary, and it says Dawnbreaker's Chosen gains elusive and Aegis traits against level one creatures. So oh. if you have a level one <laughs> bobcat coming over to hit me, or if you guard with a level one creature thinking, oh, I'll just use this guy's cannon fodder, uh, he's going to come in and wreck him. <laughs> And not only is he going to come in and wreck him, but if a level one tries to attack him, he has the Aegis 2 traits, so you're going to roll two less dice. And as most people know, level one creatures generally are not rolling six, seven dice. So, so Aegis 2 is going to be pretty pretty painful against a level one creature. So he is yeah, whole, stalwart. He is... Good. 
I was going to say the whole concept on this guy was that he's he he is chosen by the the Dawnbreaker, who is uh, effectively the holy god of justice, retribution, and etc. Um, but he's he's so pious that um, lesser creatures kind of wither from his presence. <laughs> so. Uh, and obviously the the wording is something we're still working on. Um, the mechanics are not completely final, you know, just so that, you know, people don't get surprised if he ends up being slightly different than advertised. Um, but he he's meant to be, you know, someone who can wade into that pack of of very small creatures and walk out unscathed. Uh, and he's—it's—it's it's definitely if you're a level one creature, you are below his notice, and he's just going to go go after what he wants to go after. Um. There is one more thing too. So, um, before I jump onto that though, that definitely this contest is going to be a lot of fun. So what we're going to want to do is uh, we'll ask you to send us your suggestions, and we're going to uh, pick one. Uh, what we feel is obviously thematic. Uh, Aaron was joking earlier that uh, we will be naming him Bob, the Dawnbreaker's Chosen, um, and that won't happen. Um, no offense to anyone named Robert, but probably doesn't just a placeholder. Just a placeholder, that's right. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to be picking one. Um, what I think we'll end up doing is picking the top ten. We'll pick ten at random, and then from those ten, we'll pick the, the top one that we like. Uh, and then uh, that person will actually be announced at Gen Con, uh, and we'll make a big announcement about that, and we'll have some prizes that we'll be putting up online that you could win as well. Um, so apart from just being able to, you know, kind of have your fingerprint on the card saying, I named that, I'll have some really cool prizes for you as well. So definitely stay tuned on Rick's channel for Let's Level Up, and, and stay tuned to follow you know, us at Mage Wars on Facebook and on Twitter uh, to kind of see how that develops and how that goes. But I think it's going to be really fun and really exciting. There is one other thing, and Aaron, I'll let you decide if you want to talk about this now or later. And if you say later, then it'll just be a tease to everybody. Um, <laughs> but there is a new, um, there's a new distinction of creature types between minor and major. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that? No, 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 we can totally talk about that. That's uh, that's useful from a design side. Mm -hmm. Um, something we found is that in Mage Wars, spells are generally balanced, uh, based on where they're going to be most useful, which a lot of times ends up being, uh, medium to high level creatures. Uh, in Academy, this is meant to be a smaller game, um, both in the sense of take up less space and in the figurative sense of your lower level mages, you're not going to be summoning, like, no one in Academy is summoning a Dremelec. That, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. um, so the creatures on the whole are going to be like level ones and twos with a few level threes. Like, the level threes are rare. So something we found is that we really wanted a way to differentiate between effectively the big creatures and the small creatures. Because 
this allowed us to design spells that could specifically target one or the other. Um, and right now, right now we only have spells that target uh, what we reference as minor creatures. Um, so what's minor? Any spell that is level one or two is a minor spell. Uh, and so if something says it targets a minor living creature, then it has to be a living creature that's level one or two. Uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, and then major is everything level three and up. <laughs> okay. Um, and once, once we kind of had that distinction, there were all sorts of interesting things we could do after that. Like we have, uh, we have an enchantment that specifically only enchants minor creatures. Um, and I'm not going to spoil what it does because, quite frankly, it's one of my favorite cards in the set, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, but there were cards that were positives, and then there were things that were negatives, and they could all be tied now to the fact that these creatures were small. Uh, and so the cool part is then that lets it transition to Mage Wars very well as well, because, yes, these spells may seem like their mana cost is weird because Mage Wars might have something similar. Uh, Mage Wars Arena might have something similar. But these ones are going to be more limited on what they can target um, and possibly have uh, slightly different effects. So uh, that was one of the, I would say, one of the biggest kind of aha moments while we were designing this. That's really interesting. The, the um, just 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 throwing in that um, minor versus major creature type has my head going in a you know, thousand different directions on things that you could do. So that's very exciting, just from a player's perspective at looking at that future. That's awesome. So, do we want to talk a little bit about some of the events people can prepare for at Gen Con? Yes, Absolutely. let's. Cool. Okay, so from an academy standpoint. We had the um, the pre-order pickup, which we've talked about. So you can go to our store online at uh, arcanewonders.com. You can pre-order. You can pick whatever you'd like. Uh, in addition to that, we're going to be having open play of Academy in our booth. We're going to be at booth 741. You can come by. You can learn to play. You can play if you're already familiar with it. You can throw down with your friends and have an experienced battle if you want to do that. Everybody who comes by and plays at our booth, uh, whether it's Academy or not, it's it's going to be every demo that we're doing at. Everyone's going to get a ticket, win, lose, or draw. So whether whether you win your game, lose your game, whatever you do, if you come by our booth, you're going to get a ticket. And uh, at the end of each day, we're going to have raffles uh, at our booth. So you'll want to come back to our booth at the end of each day, and we're going to have uh, pull some tickets out for prizes. The big one is that on Sunday, we're going to uh, pull out tickets and we're going to raffle off uh, three eight-foot playmats. So we have amazing playmats. We have partnered with Cool Stuff Inc. on um, that we're going to have three main tables that we're going to be demoing on. They're going to have these playmats on them, so you're going to get to see them. One of them is adorned with Sheriff Nottingham artwork. Another one is Mage Wars Arena, and it's beautiful. It's set up where uh, you have enough space on the, the play mat to have two full boards. 
boards are actually printed on the playmat, oh, and then awesome. your status that's boards, awesome. yeah, your status boards are also printed on the playmat. So it's really, really, really awesome looking. Um, and then there's an academy one as well, which I think is just unbelievably gorgeous. Um, so if you've ever wanted something really unique, these are literally the only three times these playmats are ever going to be made. So each one is going to be unto itself. They'll never be made again. And we're, we're really excited to get those out there. Um, and that's literally just for coming by and playing the game. Like, you know, buy, check out the game. You get your, your ticket. You get a ticket for every time you play. So if you want to hang out all day and play 20 times, we'll give you 20 tickets. And, you know, the more tickets, the more opportunities you're going to have to win, of course. Um, but then on top of that, we have organized play as well. So we're going to have a arena tournament at Gen Con. Um, if you go to GenCon.com and you do uh, find an event, the, uh, the game ID for it is CGM. So Charlie Gamma uh, Mom Mango. I don't know what the heck M is. Um, <laughs> try C CGM 157-8120. Uh, and we'll put that, you know, information that's online, of course. We can give that to Rick to put on, on the, the website underneath this. Um, but that's going to be a Mage Wars Arena tournament. Uh, it's a Swiss-style tournament uh, for the championship at Gen Con. Uh, there's still some tickets left, uh, but we're going to be basically playing on Friday, uh, cutting to the top four players, and then playing the final, semifinals and finals on Saturday. Uh, and we have some really amazing prizes for this. We've, we've got some custom things we got custom artwork we've got product prizes of course uh so we're really excited about that one it's it's if anyone's ever played in the tournament before gen con it's very fun exciting last year alexander west won with a spell book that no one expected to win um so that's it's one of the more fun things is kind of seeing what comes out of the left field on them uh so that'll be happening as well uh and then if you're a vig uh if you're a very important gamer there is a academy play to win that we're going to be doing on Saturday morning. Um, so if you're a VIG and you got that ticket, you can check that out. Uh, there's an ID for that one. It's CGM1582982. Um, but again, that one, that one's just reserved for VIG. So if you don't have a VIG ticket, you probably won't be able to find that ID or, or be able to, to sign up for that one. But that won't be everything else. We're going to hang out with some VIGs up in their lounge. Uh, play Academy. Anyone who uh, wins their match is going to be able to to get a copy of Academy and uh, get excited about it. So there is a lot, a lot happening, and that's that's just on the major side. Like that doesn't even cover the the Sheriff of Nottingham stuff we're doing for that, and uh, you know some of the demos we're going to be doing for the Dice Tower Essentials games coming out and things like that. So there there's a lot happening at Gen Con. Yeah, sounds like. So it. to answer your earlier question, it's Mike. It's Mike. <laughs> in the the NATO phonetic alphabet, M is Mike. Carry there on. You go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Charlie Gamma Mike. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I think now, that's it know, for our time. Oh, go well, ahead, Scott. Just to tease people. Yeah, just to tease people. We were talking about earlier. You said, uh, you know, what's on the horizons? That was only the two things we talked about. Was was Battlegrounds Nation and Academy. Um, we still have Paladin versus Siren dead in our sights. Um, one of one of our players actually uh, joked that the winner of the Gen Con tournament should get to learn what Defrost does. Uh, so I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, yeah, the um, the team actually, Aaron, I actually lost Aaron for a couple of hours while we were at Dice Tower Con um, because him and Brian and, and the team were working on Paladin versus Siren. So the, we're working on that. Uh, we're shooting for still later this year for that. Um, but uh, that one, that one, we're probably going to keep a lot more closer to the vest because we've seen a lot of it, and it's awesome. Um, Brian showed the other day a a helm that he wants uh, to be able to put in the game, and I was like, oh my goodness, like why would I ever wear anything else on my head? It was just, it was really, really cool. It was really cool, um, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. So. Uh, that that is on the horizon, uh, and then after it, a lot of people know that we're talking uh, to 2016 about something called Balance of Power, uh, which is an alternate male Force Master and an alternate female Wizard. Um, so awesome. there's there's still a lot on the horizon, and that doesn't even count into next year's Battlegrounds that Brian's working on, um, which is a potential crawl. So there, there's a lot. There's just, Ooh. if you're a fan of Mage Wars already, there is a lot coming that I think everyone's going to be very happy with. And if you're not a fan of Mage Wars already and you're listening to this for the first time, Academy is going to suck you in. And I apologize in advance because it is an addiction and you're going to get addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. The best game is only getting better. That is there you go. incredibly awesome to hear. Um, well, on behalf of uh, Scott, Aaron, and myself, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this. Uh, we're back. We're planning. We're not planning on missing any more shows um, for the remainder of the year. But you know, if it happens, it happens, and we appreciate you. Uh, definitely continue your patience and whatnot. So, uh, Scott, Aaron, you guys have any final words? Play more Mage Wars. <laughs> Ditto. that's perfect all right well thank you everybody for listening and uh until next time game on